Well, let's dive right in. Uh, so have you ever felt like you had to do a job that was beneath you? You thought, I'm, I'm better than this. I, I shouldn't have to do this. We've all been there, but today we're going to learn that our God is not this way at all. Jesus shows us that no job is beneath him. He's our good God. He is willing, so willing, to serve us and to show us his great kindness, mercy, and love. So today, we're going to read in the Gospel of John, chapter 13, and we see Jesus here in the upper room with his 12 disciples. Now, this takes place just before his journey to the cross, where he will show the greatest extent of his love by dying for the sins of the whole world. He knows what he's about to do for us, for everyone throughout the history of time. But in the upper room this night before, he shows his disciples, and indeed he shows us, yet another beautiful act of servanthood. He shows us that he is a God who became a man to give and to serve and that we as his people should do the same. So we'll get it up on the slides there to follow along. Let's start reading what takes place here. It's a little bit longer uh, scripture passage, but it is good. And so let's uh, take this all in together. It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal and took off his outer clothing, wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet drying them with a towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, You have no part with me. Then, Lord, Simon Peter replied, Not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, Those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean, and you are clean, 
though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him, and that, that was why he said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Jesus surprised everyone that night. They never expected their teacher, their master, their Lord to humble himself in such a way to take on the lowliest job of the lowliest servant in this culture and at this time. The lowest of the lowest to wash the dirty feet. So Jesus showed himself to be a servant savior. Not coming into the world to lord it over them, so to speak. But in a sense, through his life, saying, or not saying, what will you do for me? He didn't come to say that. What will you do for me? Like so many in the world do today. What will you do for me? But instead, through his life, saying, look at what I will do for you. I want you to see my heart for you. He came to serve, to give of his life, that whoever would humbly receive him, whoever would believe in him, would not perish, but have everlasting life. That's the good news of the gospel. To know that heaven is our home, for that fear of death, to be washed away, to know that the story will end well when we come to Jesus. Jesus came to love, to give, to serve, and to save. When we open up ourselves in faith to him and receive all that he wants to give us, then we will be changed from the inside out. And then we will start stepping to serve in the world just like he does. And then we will be blessed through him to be a blessing to everyone. Our first point this morning is Jesus has set us an example. We will be blessed whenever we do unto others as he has done to us. So hear this. 
The blessing in this life is not only in believing in Jesus, but also becoming like Jesus. We don't often think like that. Yes, believing in, but also becoming like him in the world. Just to reiterate just a few of the verses that we just read. Jesus said, now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you, me, says you also should go and wash each other's feet. I have set you an example, he says, that you should do as I have done for you. He ends by saying, now that you know these things, we know these things, we're here. I'm glad you're here. He says, now that you know these things, and we do, he says, he says what the, where the blessing is. He says, now you will be blessed if you do them. That if we serve, sometimes taking some of the lowliest jobs, saying it's not beneath us, everyone is made by God. Everyone is deserving of love. doesn't matter who they are or what they've done. Jesus said in the book of Acts, it's more blessed to give than to receive. And the 13 of us went down to North Carolina, felt that blessing. And we did the best we could to serve the people. Later on in the book of John, 13, later on, it's not in the, not in the slides up here, but Jesus says, love one another as I have loved you. He calls it the new command. This goes a step beyond what we traditionally hear, just love your neighbor as yourself. Because sometimes we don't love ourselves very well. So what Jesus is saying is, don't use yourselves as the benchmark for how to love. He says, use me as the benchmark in the world of how to love. And so, we could ask, how would Jesus love in this situation? Maybe think of a situation you're in right now. Not just how Andy, I have to think higher than that. I have to think higher than Andy, okay? Because my love isn't always very good. I ask Karen, you know? <laughs> I just ask the wife, you know? But I'd say, what, what would, how would Jesus love in this situation? How would Jesus serve this person? I can, need to ask that. We all need to ask that. Kind of back to what would Jesus do? We might not be wearing the bracelets anymore, right? WWJD, we remember that movement. But it's true. What would Jesus do? Let's go right to our second point. Don't worry, I'll only be another 50 minutes here. No, I'm kidding. Ha ha. Ha ha. It's, it's, we're, we're wrapping this up. Second point is we were created to serve. In other words, we live to give. I do like things that rhyme. That's why I rapped for you earlier. I just, that's something that helps me, little rhymes, to remember and to get it in me. And so I've been thinking about that recently. We live to give. Or, or our living is found in our giving. The full expression of a human life created in God's image is to give. Give. The world says take. But God 
says, give. The power in God's kingdom is not top-down. That's the world. It's not top-down. The power in God's kingdom is bottom-up. To humble ourselves, to serve from the bottom-up. That God's name would be lifted up. That other people around us would be lifted up. So if you look to the needs, the interests, and the good of others before yourself, it might look like you're in last place in the world. But hear this. You will be in first place with God. And I think that means more. It doesn't matter what the world thinks. They think, oh, you might be in last place, but when you're serving, you're giving, you'll be in first place with God. Okay, so let's all step to serve this week and beyond. Step to serve your coworker that's having a bad day. Step to serve your neighbor so you can forge a better and lasting relationship. Step to serve the person that you know is in the hospital or has cancer and pray for them. Call them. Send them a card. Step to serve in our community where you see needs. See a need, fill a need. Step to serve right here in our congregation, helping with meal site, signing up to serve in the nursery or the children's church or usher greeter ministry, VBS this summer. There's many ways to step to serve right in the church. And step to serve that random person out there. That person out there today and this week that does not expect a warm hello or a smile or an open door. So many of these days are not even expecting these things anymore. These kindnesses. But give it. Give that unexpected gift of serving others. As disciples of Jesus, we are stepping out to serve. This is what we do on the journey with Jesus. This is what we do to keep in step with our Savior. He is always stepping to serve. He's always doing that in the world, always. And so we will join him. Each day, in every relationship, the more we give, the more we will live. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you today for being our ultimate and awesome example of what it means to give, what it means to serve, what it means to love. We're so thankful that you didn't find it beneath you to step off the throne of heaven, to come down to us, the lowly, just lowly sinners that need saving grace. Lord, we thank you for coming down to us that we might come up to you. We thank you for your awesome love today. Lord, help us to take after your example now. As you serve, help us to serve. As you give, help us to give. Lord, we live to give and, and we give to live. Lord, help us to learn that's what it's all about as your people. We thank you, we praise you, Jesus.
for all that you've done for us. Now use us in the world. It's in your name. Amen.